Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, Please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm back from my cruise I took. This time we took a different uh, ship this time. If you remember a year ago, I was on the Carnival ride to Ensenada. This time we got on Royal Caribbean to see if there's any differences. And they pretty much, they're both about the same. Um, with Royal, they don't have very many places to eat, you know, free um, this, this boat was crowded a lot, and I'm so glad I was, I was thinking before this cruise came up, I was going to take and purchase a, a scooter rental, and then I started thinking, well, maybe I'll just bring my walker, that way I can just sit down on the chair with the walker, and then I decided, well, you know what, I'm just going to bring my cane, because I didn't want to try to wheel that around, because my uh, walker is extra large. So, walking down the main aisles where the rooms were, you didn't have no room for anybody to pass by. So, that's why I did that. And, you know, it didn't turn out that bad at all. After having that surgery done on my legs to open up some of the veins, the blood flow will go down to my feet. It got better. I was able to actually walk around and wasn't in such great pain that I'd been in in the past. So that really worked out real well with the trip. But I think that's it. I'm not going to take any more. It's just too much. Too many things you got to think about. You really can't enjoy yourself too much because of all you know, the people there. There's just so many packed. Can't get on the elevators most of the time. and It's just a little too much. That's where that all ended in. I want to thank you all for being patient that I didn't have an episode last week. But we're getting back on track. I want to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody out there listening. And thank you for being part of this podcast. All right, so let's get started. We're going to be talking about restless leg syndrome. And I've talked about this uh, several different times. But like I tell you, you know, things change. And doctors find other uh, methods of helping you with your restless leg syndrome. I have restless leg syndrome. I've had it for a very long time, and when it first started out, I didn't really know what it was. It's just at night when I was ready to go to bed, my legs started throbbing. And eventually, of course, I found out what it was, and then I was put on some medication, which does help. Um, but let's get into this here. So, restless leg syndrome 16 at home remedies to ease your symptoms. Restless leg syndrome, also called RLS, can make it very difficult to sleep or even get comfortable in bed. 
The aching, burning, twitching, and jerking of your legs becomes your evening routine while you try to desperately to find some comfort and get some sleep. There are some at-home remedies that can provide you with some relief and help you get the much-needed sleep you need. So number one is camphor essential oil. This is an excellent essential oil as it has spasmodic and therapeutic properties. It can help alleviate pain and discomfort as well as inflammation. This should be used daily to get the best results. Rub a small amount of camphor essential oil on your legs at night for a more restful sleep. It is recommended to to use a carrier oil if you have sensitive skin. You can dilute camphor or essential oil with some coconut oil and make a wonderful massage oil that can be applied nightly. Coconut oil improves blood flow and relaxes your nerves. So number two, make a regular schedule for bedtime. Fatigue can make your RLS worse, so having a scheduled sleep and waking time can help. Everyone will sleep better on the schedule. Keep in mind that most adults require seven to nine hours of sleep at night. When, you, when you're kept awake with RLS, you may need more. Number three, before falling into bed, stretch. Doing some gentle stretches before bed can help relax twitching muscles and minimize stress. If you sit for long periods of time, take a few moments to stretch out your legs and calves muscle during the day. Number four, reduce or cut out caffeine. I know, say it isn't so. While caffeine is great for a burst of energy, it can also exasperate your RLS symptoms. Try re reducing or cutting out caffeine altogether if you notice any improvement. At the very least, don't drink any caffeine eight hours prior to bed. For some people, caffeine can affect them for 10 or more hours. I'm so glad I don't drink coffee. My brother loved coffee. He even had a Star Wars mug, uh, but Darth Vader, that he would use as his cup. And you can imagine this thing, if you've seen them, they're pretty big. So, but that's what he, he would use. Number five, enjoy a nice relaxing warm bath. Now this is the technique, even though there isn't much to talk about on this, this is what I did and I found it to help me relax my legs. Add some Epsom salts to the bath water for additional benefits and you'll be able to fall asleep in no time. Number six, heat or ice, you decide. Whatever feels better to you, do it. There is no right answer here. Some days heat may work, while other days ice packs or a cold shower will be better for you. Number seven, exercise during the day helps with better sleep at night. Whatever type of exercise you enjoy, do it. Keep your more strenuous exercises for the morning or early afternoon. Intense exercises before bed may make your symptoms worse. Number eight, keep your mind busy. Being quiet or sitting still, such as while watching TV at night, can trigger RLS symptoms. 
Partaking in activities that distract your mind, such as knitting, crossword puzzles, and video games may help ease RLS and allow you to enjoy your TV time with less comfort. Alright, number 10. Take deep breaths. Stress will absolutely make your symptoms of RLS worse. Meditation or deep breathing techniques can help. Put on some calming music and lower the lights. This is particularly beneficial right before night and right before bed. Number 11. The gift of massage. Having your calves massaged prior to bed is not only relaxing, but can also help calm your symptoms. You can rub your calves with some coconut oil and essential oils, or have your significant other do it. This is a great stress reliever. Number 12. Starting yoga. Stretching, deep breathing, and relaxation are what yoga is all about. Yoga can help with symptoms of RLS, so you can get all the benefits of this exercise. Once you know the different poses, you can customize which ones give you the most relief and relaxation. Alright, number 13. Experts say watching television or playing on your phone or computer right before bed will make it hard to unwind. How many times have you laid in bed scrolling through social media only to find you have just wasted an hour on, on nothing? You could have been getting some much needed rest, but instead you went down the social media rabbit hole or watched another episode of your favorite Netflix show. Ideally, your bedroom should be a TV, computer, or smartphone-free zone for optimal sleep. Number 14. Reduce or avoid all alcohol and cigarettes altogether. Nicotine and alcohol can bring on restless leg syndrome symptoms and disrupt your sleep. You are more likely to awaken during the night or have less than optimal sleep leaving you tired and groggy. Nicotine is a trigger for RLS, so the sooner you quit smoking, the better. That also goes for cigars and chew, any product with nicotine. Number 15. Have your iron checked. Have your doctor check your iron levels. Low iron is common in people with RLS. You need iron to make dopamine. Dopamine is a chemical in the brain that helps control movement. If your iron is low, have your doctor get you started on supplements. And be sure to take your iron with a source of vitamin C for optimal absorption. Number 16. Take note of your medications. Some antihistamines and cold and allergy drugs can trigger RLS, as can antidepressants, anti-nausea medications. Have a discussion with your doctor about your medications to make sure you're taking what works best for you and won't trigger RLS. So since we've got a little bit of time, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about restless leg syndrome. If many of you don't know what it is, RLS is a movement condition that causes a strong urge to move your legs when you're resting. You may also feel sensations like itching, pulling, crawling, or throbbing, 
There isn't a cure for RLS, but treatment is available. Overall, what is restless leg syndrome? RLS is a brain, nerve, and sleep condition that causes a strong, nearly irresistible urge to move your legs that at least partially relieved by movement. Symptoms are more common when your body is at rest in the evening. It usually occurs in addition to uncomfortable sensations in your legs like throbbing or aching. The urge to consistently move can interfere with your ability to relax or fall asleep. You may hear your healthcare provider call RLS restless leg syndrome or Willis-Eckbaum disease. So, what are two types of restless, restless leg syndromes? The first one is early onset. A diagnosis happens before age 45. It usually runs in biological family history and the condition progresses slowly. You know what's so funny about that? Or not funny, but I was around 45 when I was first diagnosed. Late onset. RLS progresses more quickly and diagnosis happens after 45. So how common is restless leg syndrome? Between 7 and 10% of the United States population has restless leg syndrome. It's more common among white people and people assigned female at birth. Your risk of developing it increases as you get older. Now here's some symptoms and causes of what are the symptoms of restless leg syndrome. Uncomfortable sensations in your legs that make you want to move them. Sensations get worse when you're resting. Relief of discomfort at least temporarily when you move your legs. And twitchy legs or leg jerks in the evening and during sleep. Here's some symptoms of restless leg syndrome can affect your sleep. This can cause them. Sleep disruptions, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep. The urge to get out of bed to stretch or move your legs. Fatigue or daytime sleepiness. Behavior and mood changes. Difficulty paying attention, remembering things or concentrating. And depression or anxiety. So what does restless leg syndrome feel like? RLS causes sensations that make you want to move your legs. These sensations most, most often happen in your feet, but they can also affect your arms or your entire body. You may experience the following feelings. Crawling, itching, aching, burning, throbbing, pulling, and tugging. Sensations can happen on one side of the body, but more commonly affect both sides equally, like both legs. So what causes restless leg syndrome? The cause of RLS isn't well understood. It may relate to how the part of your brain that causes movement functions. The basal gang ganglia use dopamine to regulate how your body moves. If this part of your brain doesn't get enough dopamine, it isn't, able, it isn't able to regulate your movements as efficiently as it should. This can lead to RLS symptoms.
So here's some research suggests the following may contribute to RLS. Genetics, iron deficiency, underlying medical conditions, and some of your medications that you may be taking. So what con conditions cause restless leg syndrome? Low levels of iron, anemia, pregnancy, diabetes, kidney disease, peripheral neuropathy, and substance use disorder. So what triggers restless leg syndrome? And this is what we talked about earlier. Alcohol, caffeine, nicotine, certain medications, and stress. If you experience these triggers or use Take them before you rest or go to bed. They are more likely to set off your symptoms. In addition, a lack of sleep can lead to worsening symptoms. This means that your symptoms can trigger worsening symptoms. If you need help identifying what triggers your symptoms, talk to your healthcare provider. So what age group does restless leg syndrome affect? RLS can affect anyone, including children, adolescents, and adults. It's more common to affect people after the age of 50. Symptoms tend to get worse as you age. So what kind of diagnosis and tests can they use? So a healthcare provider will, di will diagnose RLS after a physical exam to review your symptoms. During the exam, They'll take a complete medical history and family medical history. As there isn't a test to diagnose RLS, a healthcare provider may offer a neurological exam and blood test to rule out other conditions or determine the cause of your symptoms. Your provider may recommend an overnight sleep study to evaluate other possible sleep conditions. However, RLS is a clinical diagnosis that doesn't require sleep testing. To confirm a diagnosis of RLS, a healthcare provider will look for following criteria. You have the urge to move your legs, usually occurring with uncomfortable sensations like aching or pulling. Symptoms begin or worsen during periods of rest or inactivity. You have partial or total relief when stretching, walking, or exercising the affected muscles. Your symptoms are worse or only occur in the evening or at night. And, and finally, another medical condition didn't cause your symptoms. So let's talk about prevention here. We've got about two minutes left. Can restless leg syndrome be prevented? There's no known way to prevent restless leg syndrome. You can reduce your risk of experiencing worsening symptoms by treating any underlying health condition or avoiding triggers like caffeine and alcohol. So what is your outlook or your prognosis? Is restless leg syndrome serious? Symptoms may be mild to severe. Even mild symptoms can have a major impact on your life. Depending on what your definition of a serious medical condition is, your symptoms may fall into this category. And what can you do if you live with RLS at this point? 
Visit a healthcare provider if you have symptoms of RLS that don't improve with at-home therapies. It gets worse or affects your ability to sleep. So finally, in this episode, what questions should I ask my healthcare provider? These are the type of questions you should ask. What caused my symptoms? What type of treatment do you recommend? Are there side effects of the treatment? How do I get better sleep with RLS? And how can I improve my nighttime routine to, to decrease RLS symptoms? Living with RLS can be a constant annoyance. It interferes with your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. When your, when your alarm goes off in the morning, you wish you could hit the snooze button a few more times. Drinking coffee or caffeine to cope in the morning may make your symptoms worse at night. While there isn't a cure available for RLS, treatment can be managed, help to manage your symptoms, feel better, and get back to a regular sleeping routine. And you can also get medication that will help decrease the amount of pain that you're in at night, which is what I take. I take medication for it. It's hard on the stomach, but it, it does work. So I take it about like an hour and a half before I go to bed, so that way I know it's kicked in. But you know what? I'm so glad to be back, able to start up my podcast episodes for all of you. I'm hoping you enjoy them. And I hope you visit also my other sites that I have, especially my uh, store that I have for you. And again, thank you. You guys have a great Christmas and New Year's. I will still be making uh, podcast episodes during the holidays, so you won't miss out on anything. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and I will see you and talk to you next Monday. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.